Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This episode is a special episode as we have two very special guests with us today, which we'll get to in just a minute. We're going to be talking about the Queen City Cigar Fest, which is happening May 19th through May 23rd in Charlotte, obviously the Queen City. Uh, We have Clinton Douglas and Damon Robinson here. Uh, Clinton, Damon, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us, James. Great to be here, sir. Uh, so they're joining us via Zoom, uh, and we're going to get all of the information about the Queen City Cigar Fest, which is going on later this year in May in just a minute. But before we do, I'd like to invite you to go to creativebringcandy.com and check out the great family of podcasts we have there at creativebringcandy.com, including, spoiler, they die. If you are into true crime podcasts, if you like uh, a little bit of dark humor with your true crime, check out Cat and Logan, a couple of Canadian chicks who think they know true crime. Uh, only at uh, creativebraincandy.com, iTunes, Google, all that, uh, all, all that jazz. Uh, check that out, creativebraincandy.com. All right, and that's really all I have to have to shill this week uh, are are those two. So Clinton, Damon, welcome to the program. We want to talk about Queen City Cigar Fest, which is coming up May nineteenth through May twenty third. I'm excited about this. I'm planning on going even with all the stuff going on in the world. And I'm sure we'll talk about all of that as well, but which one of you wants to tell uh, the listeners what the queen city cigar fest is. The queen city cigar fest is, is more than just a, a series of cigar parties. It's, it's much more than that. The, the, the purpose of the queen city cigar fest is to showcase the diversity and the enormity of the Charlotte cigar culture. But at the same time, we are uh, in this, while we have this COVID thing going on, and you know, hopefully by the time May gets around, it'll be more of a post-COVID, we are trying to uh, boost our local economy with small businesses in a niche market. And of course, that niche market being the you know, cigar market. I think that's fantastic, so especially with, with all of the, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Damon, with all of the the peril, all the struggle that small businesses have, have had in the past year. I mean, I think this is fantastic. So continue. I'm sorry. Well, no, I would, that's what I was just going to say is that, you know, uh, you know, when Clint and I and Drita and for your listeners, unfortunately, Drita, our uh, third partner, uh, can't be here right now. She had an emergency that she had to attend to shortly before we started. Uh, you can find her on Instagram and on Facebook as her moniker is Elegant Plume. Uh, but she is an integral part of what we're doing, uh, as all of us are. You know, we, I kind of liken it to, uh, I always use the example that uh, Mike Rosales of Romacraft used when he said the him, Skip, and Esteban Disla, who runs the factory, they're like two legs of a chair. They each have their own their, their thing that they're great at. And if one you take one of those pieces off, the chair falls. Well, you know, you know, Drita is great at what she does. Clint is absolutely wonderful at what he does. And I'm good at what I do. So uh, I want to make sure that I put that information out there. But just kind of go back on what we're talking about is that, you know, we didn't want to, all three of us, we didn't want to go into this and say, hey, you know, we just want to have some cigar parties. Like, no, we didn't want to do that because all three of us are entrenched into our local cigar community and our local cigar culture here. And we want to make sure that anything that we did, we highlighted the cigar lounges that we took people who are local and people who will come from out of out of county, out of state, to go around to different cigar lounges to experience the different vibes and, and what everyone has to offer. Absolutely, and, and to add to that, um, you know, just to expand on what Damon was saying, 
with respect to not just having events that are centered around people just sitting around smoking cigars. We wanted to add something a little different on, you know, just expanding on the party he was talking about with, the, you know, helping the local economy. We're opening this event up because it's a five day event. We're trying to engage a lot of small businesses through vendors, not only sponsorships, but through vendors and and, and all sorts of types of uh, different uh, companies that will be coming out to our different and various different type of events to showcase their products and services. Some of some of those products and services will be associated with the cigar culture, and some of them may not. Uh, we're going to infuse a lot of music into our events. We're going to infuse art into our events, and uh, we're also going to infuse a lot of educational elements into our events. So that we're going to be teaching people who are not so, you know, versed in 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 cigars. Um, you know, we'll have some some uh, events that'll be tailored for those type of people as well, so that they can learn a little bit more about cigars. You know, and to that point, James, if you don't mind me picking back and off of that, because that, that that was I had no idea that Clint was about to say that, but I'm glad that he did. Um, the reason that that is a very important is because we have had people come to us and also through our ambassadors saying that hey, you know, I would love to you know, come participate in the Queen's Cigar Fest, but I'm not really a big cigar smoker and I feel a little intimidated. Well, we want to let everyone know that wherever you are in your cigar journey, where even if you're not really a cigar smoker, do not feel intimidated to come down and enjoy this. Even if you don't really smoke cigars, there'll be lots of different things for you to take a take a take a part of. You know, there'll as Clint said, there'll be art, there'll be music, there'll be entertainment. There'll be craft cocktails. There'll be food. You know, there'll be networking opportunities, socializing, and all these different things that adults do. And if you, by a chance, want to smoke a cigar, there'll be a plethora of people around to help you do that for your first time, and they will not make you feel like an idiot. I, and I think that's that's pretty important, especially... We're all about community here. Absolutely. And, and I think... Uh, uh, you kind of have to be right in order to uh, facilitate people coming into the, into the hobby. I want to find out what it is at its core. Like give me like super high level. Someone's like, Hey, this sounds interesting. I want to go to the queen city cigar fest. What is it? It doesn't sound like it's in one spot. It sounds like it's going to be in multiple spots over the five days. Um, well, I'll, I'll tackle that real quick. So yes. So just kind of give you like a high level overview of what we're doing, right? So Wednesday is our kickoff day and we're going to have day and night events. We're not doing like uh, like a pop-up. We're actually doing events. So Wednesday during the day, we'll be at one of our partner lounges, which is the Cigar Loft in downtown Concord. And we'll be having an educational event where we'll be pairing cigars and whiskey. Uh, that night, we're having the big kickoff event the actual kickoff at Taylor Smoke uh, in the Uptown area. And just for everyone who, who will listen to this, Taylor Smoke is really one of our, if, if not the anchor lounge for what we're doing, because we'll be at Taylor Smoke. They have two locations. We'll be there about three different times between the two locations during the five days. So, again, uh, Cigar Loft downtown Concord during the day, and then... Taylor Smoke Uptown at night. Thursday during the day, we'll be at Smoke and Barrel in Mount Holly. And then that night, we'll be actually where I am right now, which is Golden Cigar Lounge uh, in the Lake Norman area. On Friday during the day, we'll be at Aroma Cigar, etc. And then that night, we'll be at Taylor Smoke in the Concord area. Saturday during the day, we're having a big outdoor beer and cigar fest at a local brewery. And then that night, we're having our uh, cigar dinner. And I can go ahead and tell you the name of it because uh, Drita and I were on another podcast and we said the name. So I'd be glad to go ahead and tell you. We're having uh, our dinner is called Poodles en Blanc, which basically means cigars in white. So it's basically a cigar dinner in white. But we didn't want to just call it a, a white party. So it's called Poodles en Blanc. So we'll be nice. having that in the uptown area. And then on Sunday is the closeout day. It'll be a cigar brunch at 1501 South Main. So, James, make sure you bring your all-white attire for that night. <laughs> not, 
I'm not sure I have any all white attire, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll see what I can do. Um, <laughs> so how did this all come about? Because this sounds extremely interesting, and it, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, and it sounds like you guys really want to help out your local community. How did well, we do? Because that's what it's all about. It's like you can't have, well, at least in our mind, we're not talking about hours in comparison or contrast to anybody else's events, but for us in the Charlotte community, we couldn't see ourselves doing a series of events that are cigar related if we did not involve the cigar lounges. That just wouldn't make sense to us. So how did the three of you get together and come up with this idea? Was it was it spurred on from the, the, the pandemic? Well, I'll that tell we're you, the mastermind behind the whole concept was uh, Damon. Uh, Damon actually birthed the idea about three years ago but I felt at that time when he first approached me about the idea that the timing wasn't right um, for it. I think Damon was kind of, you know, I'm going to be honest, Damon was was kind of new in town at the time. And I just felt like, uh, you know, I, I myself um, had a lot of things going on at the time. So we kind of shelved the idea. Then, you know, we would talk about it occasionally. Then all of a sudden, you know, he brings it up again um i guess in the summer the summer of 2020 and it just felt right he all the ideas that he had behind it and his passion for wanting to bring this to the charlotte community after we had visited other other markets and experienced um their you know quote unquote um cigar weeks or, or you know cigar experiences and uh, you know things like that we wanted, we started brainstorming and we really wanted to do something different. And then, you know, he brought Drita on and we just started brainstorming and it just took off from there. And that's, that's how we ended up where we are. James Clint is downplaying himself. A little bit. So everything that he said is absolutely true. However, when I came to Clint, so, okay. So let me back up for a second. Clint was absolutely right. No holes barred. I'm the new guy in town because I moved to Charlotte in 2016. Clint is the Clint and Drita are more like the Charlotte veterans. Clint has been here the longest, then Drita, and then myself. I moved there in 2016, so he was right. I was a new guy in town. I came from Nashville, Tennessee. I've been I spent 20 years there, a lot of roots in that area, but I didn't really know a whole lot of people here. So he, he's absolutely right, and you know. It probably wouldn't have worked great if we had started again as well as it's working right now. Even with COVID, it's still working. Like there's just a lot of different things that we're doing and all the dominoes just keep on falling into place, right? But Clint, at the time, the reason that he was busy is because Clint is our he's like our we call him the Charlotte Socialite. Clint was on a uh, was on a reality show called To Have and To Hold Charlotte. So if anybody has never seen that show, never heard of the show, go look it up. I think it's on the OWN Network. Isn't that right, Clint? Yeah, it's the Oprah Winfrey Network. I was busy filming a show. <laughs> right, the exactly. Like, so it wasn't just like he was just busy. He was busy filming a reality show. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win the reality show? Was it wasn't it wasn't a win? Tell Clint, tell him about it. Well, just just to briefly tell you about it, uh, it was a, a reality show that was about five married couples. So I had cameras and and cameras following me around, you know, filming my life and my married right. life with my family. So I, you know, at the time, I'm like Damon, with with all I had going on, I had multiple businesses and I work and filming a reality show. I just didn't have time to 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 to, to take on another project like that. But in retrospect. I'm glad it worked out that way because when you think about it, Damon, our our cigar culture and the amount of cigar lounges that we now have has grown. It has. You're absolutely right. So, you know, I think it was divine timing. Let's let's talk That's real quick about about the uh, the cigar culture in uh, Charlotte, in the Queen City. You know, here in the Midwest, it, there are pockets of it and it's not very prevalent. 
how is it in Charlotte? Like you just said that it kind of exploded. There's been a, there's been a, a more lounge openings and, and things like that. Talk about that for, for just well, a minute. Yeah. So during, so going, measuring from what Clint's the time that Clint is talking about. So you already had Taylor smoke in the uptown area, but One there wasn't right now. Exactly. Now they have two locations. They, they didn't have during that time. Now they have, Uptown, and you also have the Concord area, which opened last year. And, and I'm, I'm going to name some uh, lounges that we're working with, of course, but also there are other lounges that we're not doing events with, but we will also be partnering with in a different sort of way. So all of our event lounges, we've got Gold Leaf, where I'm at right now. We've got Taylor Smoke, which now has two locations. We've got the Cigar Loft, which was not open at the time when we initially talked about this. We got Smoke and Barrel, which was not open during the time that we were talking about this. And we had Aroma Cigar, et cetera, which was open at the time. And it's been a staple in the Charlotte, in the, in the Charlotte cigar community. Uh, but then, you know, we got another one that's opening up called The Vintage, which is one, uh, I guess, would you call it the uptown, south of uptown area, Clint? Yes. Yeah. You got Burner's uh, Cigar, uh, which is like, just one exit down from Goldie going south. You've got Tinderbox, which has multiple locations. You've got another one that's going to be opening up in the, in the uptown area, which is going to be a rooftop. I can't think of the name of it right now. And uh, you've got just like a host of, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. And you've got the Cigar Shop Indian Trail, which is out south, which has a great humidor, absolutely wonderful humidor. So, I mean, we've got a ton of different cigar lounges around here. It sounds like it. That's fantastic. Did they explode? Did they kind of come about because the cigar culture is so prevalent in Charlotte? Like, are there more smokers now than before? Well, if if I'm being honest, and this is just my opinion, I don't, I don't have any way to, you know, I guess qualify this statement completely. But sure. from my opinion, cigar lounges in any particular area come along because of a need. Because every cigar lounge that I've named they all have a different vibe, you know, and every cigar lounge that comes along, they feel a need. There's not one cigar lounge around here that that feels every particular need. There are some lounges that are, you know, uh, more of a boys club where it might be 99 percent guys in there and they don't have any music playing it's just a TV and. You know, the conversations will range from marriage to politics to sports to anything. You have other lounges like Taylor Smoke, which is more of an inclusive lounge. It has uh, just as many women who go to Taylor Smoke as there are men. And yes, there are TVs there, but the TV is, is, is more of a backdrop. It's the, the, the music and the service and, and the environment is really what was a selling point for Taylor Smoke. You have Aroma Cigar, et cetera, which has live music all the time. Uh, you know, you've got Gold Leaf, which has live has a live band that comes in here once or twice a week. Uh, and they cater to a different crowd. They have beautiful, like, like, I wish you could see it right now. I'm in here right now. They have beautiful leather seats and all these. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to for, for you to kind of get a, get a picture of it. But all of their tables that they have, their, uh, where they have the ashtrays at, all of the tables are made out of cigar boxes. Oh, nice. So the cigar boxes that are put together with a lacquer on it, with legs on it, and it just adds a different kind of flair to it, right? So like I said, this is like a lot of different lounges pop up because they're feeling neat. Was it hard to get, because I know, and I've talked about this on the uh, on the podcast before, so my listeners are familiar with some of the uh, uh, struggles that I, I deal with with the internal politics of different lounges uh, in different areas. Do all the lounge owners get along there? Were they all for this? Were they on board? They're like, this is a great idea. Like we want to, like, what can we do to make this happen? Or was it, was it more of a, a, a struggle to get them to come on board and work with some of the other lounges and make sure everybody gets equal amount of time? And, and all right, Clint, I'll, I'll take this. When we initially came out with this idea, I was uh, one of the people who were going around to different lounges, talking to them about it, trying to get, you know, garner interest and support. And without naming any names, because naming names is, 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 is irrelevant, but right. the general feel 
was that the general feel was that, hey, this is a great idea. And uh, to coin the phrase from one of the cigar shop owners, he says, a rising tide raises all ships, right? A lot of lounge owners subscribe to that type of thinking. That, you know, the more people you have come in, the, the bigger the cigar culture gets, the better it is for all of us. However, there are other people within the cigar culture, uh, meaning lounge owners, who don't necessarily subscribe to that. Uh, they view it as very competitive. Uh, they want their customers to themselves. They don't want to mix people and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. You know, I don't begrudge anybody for their, uh, you know, for how sure. they do business or for what they want to do. It's just that sometimes, you know, it's a good fit for some people. Sometimes it's not good for other people. And that's fine. Right. That's totally fine. And if I may add, and for that reason, we probably we probably only have for this inaugural inaugural event, we only have half of the cigar lounges participation. But we anticipate that next year that all will want to be involved because we expect this to be a big deal. Yeah, even with COVID. Because, you know, and I do want to let people know that because we've heard some some rumblings and we've actually had some direct questions about like, well, you know, I would love to participate in it, but what about COVID and blah, 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 blah. Well, to address that is that we are hoping for the best, but we are preparing for the worst. We are doing our due diligence to make sure that if if all the vaccinations have not taken place by the time that our event comes, we will make sure that things are uh, spaced properly so people can feel comfortable in coming to the lounge. So that means us not, uh, you know, selling as many VIP tickets or, or other tickets to events that we would like to sell, then that's perfectly fine. We want to make sure that we cater to people uh, from a cultural standpoint, but also from a safety standpoint. That was on the list of things I was going to ask. Like that was next up to talk about COVID, but it sounds like you're, you're, you're optimistic, but you're also making sure that if worse comes to worse, you're, you're prepared. We're ca- we're cautiously up. We're cautiously optimistic. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're being very realistic about it. I, I think that's good. So people can, can purchase a ticket with confidence then that this, this event will in fact happen. Yes, definitely. And unless, you know, things don't get better and we are forced under the current restrictions where we'll have to cancel, but we really feel that we're very optimistic, but we're keeping our fingers on the pulse of everything that's happening with COVID. Uh, Just to kind of piggyback off what Clint said, not cancel, but maybe postpone if things things take a turn for the worse. But just as Clint said, keeping a a, a finger on the pulse of not only the cigar community and the culture, but also – with the law and, you know, federal regulations, you know, we're looking at everything. We're looking at, you know, group one, group two, three, and four for COVID vaccinations. I think uh, last time I checked, I'm in group four, I'm 45 years old. So I think the, the most vulnerable of society are in groups one and two. So, you know, people my age are probably in group four, which are a little more healthier people uh, or whatnot. So, with this being January, toward the end of January, we are very hopeful and very op- and, uh, optimistic that by the time our event rolls around, things will be much better than they are right now. Absolutely. And I, and I hope that's the case as well. Can we talk about ticket sales? When do you expect tickets to actually go on sale for the event? We expect our, our website and our ticket sales to be um, live within two weeks. That is that is that is the target that we're shooting for. Hopefully by the end of next week. But if not, it'll be within it will definitely be within two weeks. I'm gonna tell you why that was a Clint question. And and this kind of goes into the three legs of the chair, right? So Clint, in addition to being our local Charlotte socialite and our our, our veteran Charlatan, Clint is also our tech guy. He's the one who got our website and everything going. He's the person who gets all of our photography. Uh, people come out. He's in, he's an integral part of what we do. You know, Drita, she's our, our marketing and PR person. 
I am the, the lounge contact and uh, letter writer and, to, and, and, and resident tobacco nerd. Not cigar nerd, but tobacco nerd. So we have our three legs that we're really good at. And uh, we have a lot of checks and balances. There's no ego in anything that we do. And, uh, you know, I, I told them before, I couldn't imagine doing this with anyone else other than them. Nice. Nice. And it sounds like the three of you get along great. And that typically makes for a, a better event when everyone's getting along and you're all friends and, and you're able to plan this together. Let's talk real quick. Do you know what the price of the tickets are going to be? And then what different, like you said, there was going to be a VIP. Well, yes, there will be a VIP. The price of the ticket, we're going to hold off on that. Uh, until we actually launch the website. So anyone that will hear this, uh, just follow us on, on our Instagram and our Facebook, which is both called Queen City Cigar Fest, and then you will be updated with the website launch. I will say, uh, and I don't, I don't think I'm out of line by saying this because you know we've already talked about it, the, the tickets, the ticket price that we set will be extremely affordable based on the value of what you're going to get compared to the ticket price. Because see, one of the things, and one of the things I will tell you, and, I, and I'll tell you this right now, because this, this um, on, on, on your show, I'm going to release something that we haven't released on anybody else's show yet. Right. We have, just like when a lot of people go to different cigar events, uh, you know, whether cigar weeks or daily cigar events or what have you. Uh, you have this thing that people get called a swag bag or VIP swag bag or what have you, right? Right, right. The thing that we're doing different, it's essentially the same. It's under the same umbrella, but it's a, it's a slightly different concept. Ours is going to be called. And if you ever see this name at any during anybody else's event, they got it from us. It's called <laughs> the Cigar Fest Survival Kit. And it's not nice. going to be a bag. It'll be a box. And in this box, you will have lots of different things. You will have everything that someone would need to survive a cigar week, any type of accessories or any other type of cigar accoutrements, uh, some uh, cigars, of course, things that are peripheral to cigars. Like, 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 uh, like for instance, cigar smokers. And some, you know, because you smoke cigars, you, you want to have fresh breath. So, you know, mouthwash or mint chocolates or things of that nature. You have things to better enjoy your cigar. You'll have discounts on cigars that you can purchase from some other cigar lounges who aren't event lounges, but they're participating in a different way. Uh, you can purchase them from their, from their online store and just a host of different other things that you would need to survive a cigar week. So that's fantastic. It's, it's called the Cigar Fist Survival Kit. That's a great idea. I, uh, I I love that better than swag bag. Swag bag's generic. Everybody has a swag bag. Exactly. Cigar Fist Survival Kit. I need yes. that. I don't need a swag bag. I need a survival kit. Man, it is going to be awesome. Now, is that going to be for everybody? Is it just going to be for the VIPs? Like what? Just for the VIP. It's just for, for the, the VIP. VIPs. There we you go. You can't just there give it to everybody, man. That's right. You know, that's, that's, that's the price of VIPs. <laughs> It's right. Let's talk about some of the events. Now you've already talked about a, a couple of them. You talked about the dinner in white, the, uh, uh, and I, I know it was El Blanco, but I don't remember the, the so you're going to have rules on Blanco. There you go. There I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll give you a sneak preview of one of our events. We might, we will have, you know, during one of our events, one of our cigar lounge events, we'll have an artist that is painting some type of doing some type of art live painting something live while the event is going on, but the painting will be cigar related. And then we'll, you'll, you know, our attendees will have the opportunity to purchase that art if they'd like to things like that. You know, that's just one of the, one of the uh, things that will be going on. And then Damon, you can expound on that if you want. Well, no, I think you got it because, uh, James, you know, that's, that's we talk about those three legs. That's something that, you know, that Clint is spearheading and we completely and utterly support that. Uh, you know, all of us have different ideas and we just kind of bring that into the fold. And it sounds great. Let's run with it. And that was an idea that Clint brought in and we are totally behind. I, I think it sounds great because it sounds like you're you're bringing in other culture from 
from the Charlotte area, not just the cigar culture. You're bringing in art, you're bringing in music, you're bringing in all of these different things. You're supporting small business and you're actually supporting the local economy overall with this event because it is open to everybody. It's open to out-of-towners like myself. It's open to the folks who live in the Charlotte area or around the Charlotte area. And so it's going to, I think it's a great idea to bring people together under the auspices of uh, tobacco, under the auspices of the cigar and, and kind of show everybody showcase Charlotte and help small businesses at the same time. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. I want to ask like, what goes into this? Like this, this event, you said it's been three years in the making. This sounds like a, an almost Herculean task, even for three people. How did you guys get this done? Especially, uh, you know, we talked we talked about COVID with the pandemic. How did you guys pull this off? Man, it, listen, it requires a lot of a lot of coordination, a lot of conversations, yes, a lot of uh, a lot of negotiations, and a lot of um, participation from our local, you know, our local community. And and, and as Damon, uh, you know, uh, said earlier, it's about bringing the community in. It's not just about, you know, uh, Drita. It's not just about myself or or Damon. It's about the community. So we're trying to pull everybody in. I don't care what you do. Um, you know, we feel like we have so much to offer that we anybody in the community can get involved. Uh, we find that uh, a lot of people that are going to be involved, whether or not they are uh, avid cigar smokers or you know, or their business are, is directly related to cigars, want to get involved. We're getting, you know, inquiries from a, a plethora of different types of businesses that can tailor their businesses and what they provide to the, uh, to, to the event. So, you know, that's, that's what's going to enable us to really, really offer something different than, than the typical cigar festival. Hey, you know, it's kind of piggyback off what Clint said. It's like, you know, for instance, you know, we have, uh, you know, potential sponsors who reach out to us who have nothing to do with cigars, like insurance, you know, not necessarily not health insurance, but just, you know, other types of insurance. Right. You right. Know, they want to be a part of this because they want to they, they see the added benefit of having their name in front of a, a group of adults, because when when you look at the cigar community. And, for, and, and it, it, it's, it's especially important for people who don't smoke anything, whether it's hookah, cigars, cigarettes, e-cigs or whatever, right? The cigar yeah. community is much, much different than any other community, right? Because the vast majority of people who smoke cigars, they're adults. And I would venture to say they're probably in their mid-30s on up to, you know, the oldest of, of society, right? Right. And there are people who have some type of means. There are people who are uh, responsible to have families. Uh, if they don't have families, it's just themselves. They, they have things that, you know, they want to take care of as an individual. So they're, they're physically responsible people and they, and, and they, they want to be involved in things and look out for their livelihood, right? In all aspects, you know, whether it's health insurance, car insurance, whether it's, uh, you know, just, just a host of different other things, right? So people in these different industries, they see that and they want to be a part of that. And, you know, we welcome all of that. And to piggyback on that, we feel like that our cigar festival is also going to pull everybody in, uh, you know, for example, some of our uh, participating lounges and some of the lounges that are not participating, I'm just going to say all of them, right? Um, there are some lounges that are predominantly white. There are some lounges that are predominantly black, right? We feel like we want to showcase the diversity of our cigar culture here. So this cigar fest is going to bring everybody together from all different races, all social economic backgrounds um we all going to come together for this five days and it's, it's it's i'm i'm really excited about it i just wanted to say that you know we're just going to display the diversity and, and i think just i think the cigar is the great equalizer right 
because Absolutely. it doesn't matter from from kings Absolutely. to street sweepers. Like you can sit down, you can relax, and you can have a conversation with another adult who shares the same passion that you do. So I think I'm glad you said that, Clint. Uh, I was going to bring that up, the diversity aspect of it, because, you know, I think it's, well, James, it's important. Well, to your point, I remember that I've been smoking cigars for about 12 to 13 years. I started in Nashville, Tennessee. And like I said, to your point, I, I vividly remember sitting down in a cigar lounge that I used to frequent in Nashville, Tennessee. And one of the gentlemen in there told me, and I don't, I don't know if it's something that he came up with being a phrase that he coined, or maybe he was regurgitating something that had been going throughout the cigar community, but it was very true. He said, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of the company or if you're the guy who sweeps the floor. The time that you guys are sitting down smoking a cigar, you're on a level playing field. Cigars are the great denominator. Absolutely. You don't have the same type of conversations with a cigar that you do, like if you're in a bar drinking. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's that's 100% accurate because when you have a cigar, you want to relax. You're trying to unwind. You're trying to enjoy life, right? You don't want to have right. those heavy conversations and those arguments with people over politics or religion or whatever. You just don't want to have those conversations. And if you do have them, they're typically, typically, not all the time, but typically they're more civil and they're you're actually listening. They're a lot more civil in the cigar community than they are anywhere else. Right, Absolutely. because you find you'll find that people are coming together or be, are able to have conversations based on their common denominator, and that's the love of the leaf. Let me let me ask you guys this, because smoking overall in general is is not accepted, and cigars are are no different, even though cigars are much different than anything else out there, different than, than uh, e-cigarettes, different than cigarettes, different. Like, it always gets lumped in with that, but it's not. When, when, when you guys started this and you started talking to people in your community, was there any pushback from the community? Like, no, I don't want anything to do with tobacco. I know, no, tobacco's bad. Like, have you, did you, did you get that? No, I, I can't say that we have. Right, Damon? No, and, and, and I'm going to tell you why from my aspect. It's because when you're, whenever you're doing something, whatever your particular venture is, you typically start with your low-hanging fruit, right? So we're doing a cigar event. So our low-hanging fruit is a cigar community. So everybody right. in the cigar community pretty much understands basically what you just said, James, that there's a differentiating factor. Like, it's all tobacco, yes, right? But shisha is not pipe tobacco. Pipe tobacco right. is not cigarettes. Cigarettes are not premium hand-rolled cigars, right? You know, I am a I am one of the four uh, ambassadors for the state of North Carolina for the cigar rights of America. So I am always receiving emails about, you know, FDA mandates or FDA regulations or the fight to try to save premium cigars. But at the same time, I'm using that information to try to educate people who are not in the cigar community, you know, at any chance, any moment that I get, whether I make an Instagram post or whether I make a Facebook post, just kind of let them know, like, I'm not trying to get you to smoke cigars. What I'm trying to get you to understand is there's a difference between a premium hand roll cigar and a cigarette. A cigar is not a big cigarette. So Absolutely. for people who are who are politicians who may or may not smoke cigars, whether you're local or whether you're on the federal level, premium cigars are not big cigarettes. They're not. Nope. And they have a much different demographic than people who smoke cigarettes. It's funny that that demographic uh, that, that is different from the demographic that smokes cigarettes is typically the demographic you find in politics. And they still Absolutely. don't smoke you would think that, but they don't, they don't understand it. They don't, they typically don't want to. I've had Glenn loop who was the previous, uh, 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 you know, director, executive director, executive of the director. Yeah. For CRA. Yeah. I, yeah, I yep. had him on a couple of times and I he's told Glenn. me, uh, Glenn's great. He's like, you know, he told me straight out on I the show. Glenn, he's like, man. these guys get together after the cameras are away. And he's like, they enjoy a cigar. He's like, if they could just do that when the cameras are on, like we would probably be a lot better off. So 
Yeah, I think uh, absolutely. Hey, James, yeah. would you mind if I nerd, nerd it out with you for a hot second? Nerd with me, man. I'm all about it. So to kind of, you know, go off your point, right, about, you know, the conversation that you had with Glenn, right? Shout out to uh, Jesse Marriott and Hand Roll. If, if no one has ever seen the video Hand Roll, you can go rent or buy it on, uh, I think, Amazon, uh, iTunes, Google Play. Please go ahead and rent or buy that. Even if you are not a cigar smoker, go rent it or buy it. It would be one of the best things that you could ever do for yourself to help you understand the difference between cigars and any other tobacco product and why we are fighting so hard to, to, to not, not just to promote, but to save the premium hand roll cigar industry. And to piggyback off of a point that one of the senators made, he said, I can't remember his name, uh, but if you watch the video, you will see. He said that he's a very centrist voter. If it makes sense, he votes for it, right? And one of the things that he said, which makes so much sense, is that federal regulations against the premium cigar industry could end up being a, uh, an extreme bottleneck for uh, immigration. Because when you think about it, the vast majority of cigars that America smoke, they're not made in America. Yes, there are some, a lot of them are made in Miami and they're made in Tampa and they're made in Kentucky and maybe Connecticut River Valley. But the vast majority of cigars that we smoke, they're made in places like Nicaragua, Honduras, Dominican Republic, uh, uh, Mexico, and, and, and places like Costa that. Costa Rica, right? yes. Absolutely. Right, Costa Rica, right? So just, just outside of Dominican Republic, if you think about places that are connected to I guess uh, to, to Mexico, you look and you go out, you go down from Mexico, you got Nicaragua, you got Honduras, you got Nicaragua, right? So if the FDA puts an ex- a sanction on premium cigars, then what that does in effect is that causes cigar companies to reduce their workforce. And many of the people who work in the premium cigar industry, whether they are working a farm or whether they work in a factory, in curing or fermenting or as bancheros or rollers. This is the only job that most of them have ever had their entire adult life. So once you start cutting down the workforce, what are those people going to do? They're eventually going to end up trying to come to America and make a better life for themselves, or they're going to get into something illegal, which also could be bad for America, right? Absolutely. The best thing for America to do is just to leave premium cigars alone. Exactly. It's a vastly a family-owned business, and it's not. It helps out small businesses because you got a lot of cigar shops around here that are family-owned. They're not big chains, right? So just leave it alone. There's there's no point in messing with it. That's right. Because when you start messing with it, like you said, it's you're not just messing with. I mean, at at best just American small businesses, because a lot of these are mom and pop shops. A lot of these are, are, are small businesses that are, you know, been hand down from generation to generation, or maybe it's a, a new startup, but you're also messing with, mm-hmm. with, with countries who are in, in a lot of cases, second or third world countries where this is all they know. This is that, that, that roller, that torcedor, he's, he was taught from his dad how to do this and he's Absolutely. teaching his son how to do it. And so you start, you start, you start messing with that. You start messing with other people's economies. I just, yeah, it's a big difference. Big difference. Well, yeah, because, you know, we live, this is 2021. We live in a global economy, right? Not just now, but, you know, for the past, I don't know how many years, we we lived in in much more of a global economy. So you press a button over here, it has vast effects via positive or negative on something in a different area. And again, and I I hate to keep harping on it, but if you go watch the video, the hand-rolled video, you will see the things that the J.C. Duman and Fuente companies and different other companies who have factories, not only do they employ people, they build schools for the the people working in a factory, they build schools for their children to go to elementary school, middle school, and high school, so they don't don't, succumb to a life of, of crime or drugs. Right, because it's the only opportunity. Exactly. Yep. You are supporting them by not having federal regulations, which in turn helps America. 100%. 100%. It's a great movie. If you don't know anything about the cigar industry, 
It is the the best movie to watch. It gives you an idea of how things work and why it's different than other forms of tobacco, especially cigarettes. Uh, and and if you know, it's it's great to to go and support. And maybe you might learn something new. I've seen it. I own it. It's a great video. Uh, a hand rolled. Go watch it. Go watch it. Charlotte's not a small area. Charlotte's Charlotte's huge. So you're like, how many people are you expecting? Are you are you expecting quite a few people to show up? Well, listen, we 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 expecting this thing to to really uh, exceed our expectations. Now I'm, I'm going to tell you, our expectations are a minimum of 200 people, but we feel that we're going to far exceed that. If we imagine. do what we're supposed to do as a company and to market and promote this like we should, we expect far more than that. But our, our lowest expectation, James, is 200 attendees in our inaugural event. And the only reason we're saying there is because of COVID. Right. Only because of COVID. So if you want to take, like, you guys got to watch their their Facebook. It's facebook.com uh, forward slash Queen City Cigar Fest, Instagram.com forward slash queen city cigar fest you guys have to watch that watch my instagram uh because i'll i'll put it back out there when when the tickets go on sale like get your tickets quick because if covid's still around they're going to limit who who's going to be uh who's going to be able to go so that, make that sure correct. you're watching it if there's a sponsor out there somebody wants to sponsor it, maybe somebody in the charlotte area if you're listening to this how can they get a hold of you well they can contact us right now until our website is live they can contact us uh, through our Instagram by DM, sending us a DM on Queen City Cigar Fest. They can contact us on our Facebook page, Queen City Cigar Fest. They can send us an email at queencitycigarfest at gmail.com. They can there even contact us individually if it's someone who maybe knows us individually. It's like uh, Drita. You can contact her on Instagram at Elegant Plume. You can contact uh, Clint. At Mr. C. Diddy. You can contact me on Instagram at Damon underscore the cigar culturalist. There you go. All of this will be on the show notes, folks. If you're not able to write it down real quick and just go uh, to the show notes, it'll all be on there uh, where you can contact them. Uh, I'll even list the website, though it's not probably won't be live by February 1st, but it will be live uh, in the first week of February. It sounds like maybe the second week at the at the latest. Uh, and so that's where you're going to want to follow everybody. And and we do hope that Drita is okay and everything's all right. And that, uh, you know, she'll be out there, uh, but you can follow her elegant plume, uh, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Damon Clint, I appreciate you guys coming on talking about the queen city cigar fest. Is there anything you guys want to mention before we get out of here? Clint? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, to everyone that's listening, this event is going to be spectacular. It's going to be a awesome. We are really trying to bring a lot of a lot of events that are very, very, very different and very exciting from what you're probably used to. And um, I just hope to see everybody out there. And I'm just going to leave you with that, James. I appreciate it, Clint Damon. Well, yeah, I just want everyone to know that you know it's as you alluded to earlier. Um, oh, actually, as Clint alluded to earlier, I apologize. It's not about Damon, it's not about Clint, it's not about Drita. We are just the conduits through which this event is getting put on, right? It's about the community, it's about the culture. And the way I look at culture is culture in any respect, whether it's, uh, you know, hip hop, R&B, big band, culture, or whatever. The cigar culture is a combination of the cigar industry and the cigar community. So it's about the cigar culture. And we want to make sure that, you know, we give people exactly what they're looking for. But at the same time, we exceed their expectations. We want people like I've had a number of people when I go to different cigar lounges who come to me and say, hey, I've heard something about this Queen City Cigar Fest. Uh, you know, what's going on with it? And I'll tell them about the different lounges like, oh, you know, I've never been to that lounge. I've heard it, but I've never been to it. You know, and they're local. I said, well, you know, that's one of the reasons that we're doing this is to try to introduce not only the lounges to the local people, but also to people who will come from out of town. Like, you know what? Next time I come to Charlotte, I know exactly where to go. Any type of vibe I'm looking for, I know exactly where to go. It is, you know, because as you know, Jane, a lot of people go to different cigar lounges based on geographics, what's close to them, right? 
other people go to cigar lounges because of different vibes that they're looking for. Maybe they want to work. Maybe they want to entertain. They want some entertainment, or maybe they're looking for certain types of cigars. Well, guess what? Charlotte has all of that. If you're looking for something that's more boutique, we have lounges that are going to give you that. If you're looking for entertainment, we have lounges that are going to give you that. If you want to go post up with your laptop and, do, and work remotely and, and while you smoke a cigar around some cool people, we have that. So we have a very diverse cigar culture. That's awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I will definitely uh, be there. It's already cleared with the wife. So May 19th. Yeah, you got to get that. <laughs> That's right. You got <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Yeah, uh, I'm looking so, forward to meeting you, James. That's awesome. Uh, wait a minute. I, th- I thought it was a uh, happy spouse, happy house. <laughs> is that, maybe that's what it is. Uh, it, it might be that in your house. In my, in mine, it's happy wife, happy life. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we all can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. So Queen City Cigar Fest, uh, May 19th through May 23rd. Watch for it, guys. The tickets are going to start going on sale next week or the week after. Uh, again, facebook.com uh, forward slash Queen City Cigar Fest, instagram.com forward slash Queen City Cigar Fest. Email them, Queen City Cigar Fest at gmail.com until the uh, website is up. Uh, again, Clint, Damon, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing everything that Charlotte has to offer and everything that the Queen City Cigar Fest has to offer to show show and highlight the Charlotte uh, uh, cigar, uh, tobacco, and, and it sounds like just the the culture overall in Charlotte. I'm really looking forward to it, guys. And All so right. are we. And James, we thank you very much for having us on. Uh, you, you didn't have to do this. We graciously appreciate everything that you're doing for the cigar culture. And thank you for having us on. We really do appreciate it. Look, it's my pleasure to have you guys on. Uh, it was great to talk to you guys. Uh, make sure that you're following them, uh, Instagram.com uh, uh, forward slash Queen City Cigar Fest and Facebook. Look, if you can't go, the best way to support them is like, share, repost everything they put out because maybe that cigar smoker in your life might want to go check out everything Charlotte has to offer. Well, one more thing I want to let you know and let your, let your listeners know. Uh, we want another podcast. Somebody brought up a very interesting question that I think needs to be addressed. Uh, the question was posed. What if someone wants to participate in the Queen's City Cigar Fest, but for some reason they're not able to attend? How can they do so? Are you going to be partnering with any lounges? So, yes, we're going to be partnering with some different lounges where we may not have events at, but we will have like some, they will put together a a pack of cigars uh, specifically for the Queen's City Cigar Fest that you can purchase from them from their online store. And we will have all of the information on our website social media as well. Yep, and I will make sure that I put all of that information in the show notes once it's available, even after the show is out. So once you've listened to this episode, you've looked at the show notes, you might want to go back and look at them again and then also make sure that you're following all of us on uh, on Instagram. All of that will again be on the show notes. Clinton, Damon, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much, James. That's going to do it for this episode of Simply Stogies. Join me next time when I'm not sure what I'll be talking about. But I can promise it'll be Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies.